Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. What's up, y'all? It's Jasmine with the New Black Collective. And it's Dave, you are with Blackscent. And this is Stories of the Streets. Stories of the Streets is sponsored by the New Black Collective, Blackscent, and Change Waco, empowered by Rogue Media. Yeah, thank y'all for um, tuning in with us. I know stuff has been really crazy. Um, cra- it's crazy everywhere for everybody. Uh, the election stuff, like a couple of crazy shootings have been going on throughout Texas. But we kind of decided that we weren't going to focus too much on anything too negative or anything too like political for this episode and me and jasmine said we were kind of just trying to talk about our journey um as kind of like young activists like our journey with the nonprofit organizations we've been working with um and kind of just share you know where we what we what we've done this year and kind of what we want to do and what we want to end the year with and um jasmine <laughs> start off. so this is kind of a rewind so we'll go back to january um the New Black Collective kicked January off with a credit seminar. And so um, we have three pillars to our organization. It has to amplify the quality of life. Um, and by doing that, we hope to uh, promote culture and promote education. And so um, the credit seminar kind of falls under two pillars, which is amplify the quality of life in education. And so through credit seminars and home buying seminars, we hope to educate the community on um, financial literacy um, because we feel like that's something that's lacking in uh, POC communities mm. um, and we want to be able to teach people how to save money, <laughs> earn money, mm. buy homes and learn what buying power is so that we are able to create generational wealth by creating equity. Um, then in February we did Wait, like can I ask him real quick about the credit seminar? Okay, so the crib was it was it like was it just y'all or did y'all bring in like help? From okay, other so people? yeah, um, we did it with um, my friend that I actually work with, uh, mm-hmm. John Williams in um, Elevation Realty Group. Um, so we we make home possible <laughs> for yeah. people. So uh, just going along with uh, the mission of kind of the New Black Collective Elevation Realty Group, what we do is um, no matter you know kind of where your credit score is. We make it our business to get you to a place of being able to buy a home, um, no matter what that takes. So a lot of people don't know what a soft pull is. With our lender, he's able to do a soft pull, which will still tell you where you are uh, within your credit health. And if you are not immediately eligible for a mortgage loan, then he tells you step by step what you need to do to get prepared um, into the stage of being approved for a mortgage loan. So he'll give you a timeline and he'll also tell you the things that you need to work on specifically to increase your credit score so that you can get approved for a home loan. Um, So John came in, he talked to them about the importance of credit 
and that just goes into buying a home. Um, John and I <laughs> wrote a book last year. Um, it's crazy. It's kind of a, <laughs> a spontaneous idea, but we wrote a book. Uh, we do a home buying seminar and webinar called How to Buy a Home in 60 Days or Less with Zero Dollars Down. And so that's the book that we wrote. And so everything that John talks about in the home buying seminars and the credit seminars, we put into the book. Um, the book is available at johnwilliamsbook.net uh, for anybody that wants to, you know, Wait. take control of their lives in that aspect. Yeah. Um, but... Yeah, John came in. He talked to them about the importance of credit. He gave them some free nuggets, some free tools they could use to start, you know, focusing on getting their credit to a healthy space. And um, it was really good. But then COVID happened, and <laughs> we couldn't really do those face-to-face uh, -face interactions anymore. So we're hoping to start that up again. But, yeah, so it was really good. So sad we couldn't do it again. Yeah. Um, that's a really cool idea. That's some, that's something a lot of people have been preaching a lot recently is getting your credit, credit. right. Yeah, yes. making sure you know you do something. If you it. don't have credit, you really don't have anything. And a lot of people say that um, money is power, but at the end of the day, no lender is going to say, "Oh, you have this much money in the bank," mm. because they also want to know: Are you responsible? Are you paying your bills on time? Do you have any revolving credit? And the credit that you do have, are you utilizing it in a healthy manner? Because a lot of people get credit cards and don't realize that you have to keep those cards under 30% utilization. No matter how big your uh, credit limit is, it has to be below 30%. And so, yeah, that's a whole nother episode that we yeah. can get into. Because <laughs> this is what I do every day. So even myself, um, because a lot of us don't come from homes where credit is taught and we sure don't learn in school. Yeah, no, we don't. Um, it's hard because we... We get out of school, we start our own adult lives, and we don't understand the importance of credit while we're really young. Um, and some of us make some mistakes that are not, you know, I won't say they're irreversible, but they're not smart. Yeah. Um, so it takes us a while to establish ourselves um, in our lives like we should be doing. Yeah. So. Credit, credit, credit. It's good to have money in the bank. Yes, you want to have money saving things like that for emergencies, but also take care of your credit as well because when you go to get a car and when you're going to buy a home and things like that, that's what's going to matter. Yeah. Like you can have money, but oh, that, that'll go towards your down payment because they're going to look at their credit score and say, oh, you have below a 620, you know, work mm. on it a little bit longer. And I'm that's going to be your answer. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that in credit and student loans and, you know, if you can get scholarships or grants, get those because yeah. student loans do uh, become a part of your debt to income ratio. And we aren't told that when we are getting these degrees and stuff. Yeah. So, yeah, I could go on for days about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, next, we stop in February and we um, helped put together the Black History Program at Indian Spring Middle School, and that was very successful. Um, I think we said we would do what we did, and then our hopes for upcoming events of the same type. So our dream for Black History programs in Waco is to make that a thing again yeah. um, because I feel like that's something that's lacking as far as the culture aspect is concerned. Um when I was growing up, we were really big on, like, step shows and black history programs. Yeah. And then it kind of just faded away. away. 
I don't know when, but it just is like no I more. Know. If it faded away sometime around like I don't know what year it would have been for you, but it had been like my sophomore or junior year, something like that. Because I was in like a Black History Month program um, at Midway, and I was surprised okay. Midway even did it. And then um, Jeremy, you know, good, good friend Jeremy Davis, yeah, I found out that he and like his friends were the reason that that kept going like for a while, like oh, cool. as long as it did. So when they graduated out, no one really like just kept like kept the baton right. going. They tried it once. Like one of my favorite English teachers was in charge of it. Um, Esther Glazeman, Clint Glazeman, and he was a, a white man like trying to help like keep going. And you know, it was super cool. And I was you know really thankful for him. But even after he like transferred from Midway like high school. There was nothing like you know they just kind of right. just fizzles out and that's kind of it sucks because it they you can do a lot of cool things with that like um i think i played that turner and i had like a whole little scene that i did and then one of my friends got a couple of my friends got to sing and then there was a step show like it's a really cool right. dope like the celebration that you know we should normalize and I, I think now that we realize we should do stuff like that more we should normalize it for even you know other cultures like you know right. we, there should be some type of you know mexican heritage like appreciation you know it's like, you know just all that like we can do it and that's what that's the whole point of america so we can do that right and if any of you city officials in waco are listening this is what we want to do <laughs> yeah <laughs> get, your, get your pen and notebook go ahead and start writing down ideas and reach out to us because yeah. i really think that we need to bring back the culture of what waco is and um I've been learning just for myself about my family. Yeah. Um, there would be no musical culture without the contributions of my family cool. in Waco. So it's really, I think it becomes personal for me. Uh, it's a common question for me. You're a blood, so yeah, I am. Yeah. And so I think for me, with knowing that and with people knowing who I am and where I come from, yeah. it's very important that we honor the families that, brought the culture to Waco I mean bring bring back the culture so I hope in the future um whenever COVID is over and we can really plan the programs and do the programming that we want to do as far as our organizations are concerned um that'll be one thing that we can all work together on is bringing like every February every February we do something yeah. that is memorable for Black History Month because I think that'll be something that's important for not only us because we miss it from growing up, but for the younger generations and something that is um, nostalgic for the older generations because yeah. they're getting older, they're dying out. And I know to a lot of them, it may seem like their work was in vain because they put together all of these grand things and then now there's nothing. Yeah. So I hope that we can honor our legacies by bringing that back. Um after February, we really didn't do anything. We were supposed to have our first park cleanup because we adopted the Oscar Duke and Jay Park in East Laco, but COVID hit us and there was so much uncertainty. Um, so we were just kind of chilling until June. Um, June <laughs> birthed a lot of a lot of things. Um, there was the police brutality cases. Um, I've been so far removed lately that I try not to, not that I forgot their names, yeah. but I, I try not to, you know, think of them all the time because it's really sad because we didn't get any justice really the for person, them. Yeah. That so you hear, I see him yeah. the other day and you know, it's crazy. Yeah. So June was a pivotal month for the city of Waco, I believe, because there was Juneteenth also, um, Black Cent. 
did their first protest and also changed Waco was born. Yeah. So <laughs> pass the baton to you. Talk about Blackstone. I got you. Um, yeah, June was June was crazy. Um, in June, I was on a break from work, and uh, me and some friends were kind of just paying attention to all the different cases that were going on. And uh, we were like, you know, is there anything happening in Waco? You know, there's protests in Dallas, protests in Fort Worth, Houston, everywhere. You know, is um is Waco doing anything? And we spent like half a day trying to find something, and nobody was doing anything. So I was like, well, you know, clear your schedules. Let's, you know, let's do something tomorrow. So we set up this flyer like over Snapchat, and it's like it went from like ten of us in a group or five of us in a group chat to about like twenty or thirty of us. And then, yeah, next thing you know, tomorrow comes, and it's just like this huge crowd of people. And actually, Black Sand wasn't even formed um, at that protest. Um, Miss, I had so many people call me, like, during that. Um, uh, Miss Miller with the NWA, with the, the commissioner, Matt Pat Miller, she called me, and I had Dr. Peaches with the NAACP reach out to me. And the protests, they were kind of like just giving me advice, you know, saying, you know, be as safe as possible, you know, try to do these things, don't do these things. Um, and kind of what is the point of your of your protest? You know, um, every protest should have a point. You know, what are you trying to change? What are you trying to say with this? Besides from, hey, uh, let's stop police, br- police brutality. And um, for Antonia, who's also a member of, the, of Black Scent, uh, she had reached out to Hope, um, who we had on the show. You know, she's also working with Change Waco. Um, and she, she had, uh, kind of helped give a purpose to it. She was like, let's like, let's say these things. Let's do the open mic. Let's do the, you know, let's have a protest. Let's also push, um, you know, change Waco. And we were literally, I think, I I think the event started at like two and I think I was downtown at one, but the entire hour, uh, before I was with hope like printing out flyers and stuff like that for change waco so i was late to the protest like i got there and there's already a huge crowd formed and there's already a circle formed i was like dang now like this super this looks super unprofessional like nobody's like realizing that i'm the person that helped planned it walking up late but yeah no that was a that was a super beautiful moment not only in my life but just like in waco um in in hopefully like texas history because like i've never really seen waco Waco comes together for certain things. Like, you know, we had that um, that terrible passing of, like, Lil Frankie. The, a lot of Waco people came together for that. Um, I remember there was two different instances. Um, my cousin and then a classmate of mine that went to Midway both had, like, water-related like, accidents. And when they, like, were missing and stuff like that, people were, like, taking, like, I'll go out and look. And, like, you know, Waco comes together for certain things. You know, we have the... What is it? The people go to the valley like every other weekend. Just sitting there down their valley meals, just you know, playing music, watching cars race, and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> so it was nice to see Waco come together for something that's like, I'm not gonna say like more important, but like super duper important. Like you know, we're really trying to fight for change and push for change, and the city showed that they're you know a part of that, that they're fully willing to do that. And then at that protest, um, I had to step away. Like the news people were trying to do interviews, so I stepped away. And Vincent is the one that helped, like, MC from that point on, that helped control the crowd for the open mic. That's how I met Vincent. And then I already knew Kennedy from school, and then me and Tanea worked together. So that's, like, that's the – really, we also had a fifth member. But due to personal reasons, he had to kind of, like, step away from the group. But he was at the first protest, too. He was, like, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't know if I should say his name or not say his name. I don't know if, which way is, like, more, like, <laughs> respectful or disrespectful. But, like, um, shout out to him. He's a real cool, like, guy. 
Um, yeah, he had to step away, and we, you know, dropped down to four, and that that we started the conversations about Black Scent. We really didn't have a name. We really didn't know what we wanted to do besides just, you know, help, you know, push for these changes we want to see. And by the time that next week rolled around, you know, Izzy Weaver is still – no, that was – May was the end of the first protest. June is, like, the the protest that Izzy Weaver, like, came up with. And that one was really um, nice, really cool. She really – that one had a whole lot more organization to it. We had different, she had different speakers lined up and, you know, um, it was in a different kind of, it was in the same area, but kind of just a little bit further back. And it was a whole lot more open space for everybody. And that was a really cool um, event. I really wish um, we could have, I don't know. I really wish I would have seen more of traction after that. Like we really wanted people to snap in on understanding what they needed to do to help push for change. And people kind of just still went out and kind of just like, oh, we're at a protest and that's it. And they kind of went home. And that's that's kind of like the only issue with the like doing stuff here in Waco. And it's like that is like Waco has shown that they're willing to do it, but they're willing to do it like in the moment, you know, when when it's when everybody's doing it. Um, what is that? June. Did uh, y'all do uh, Juneteenth with us? I don't think so. I don't think so. What did y'all do for Juneteenth? Um, the parade and all of that. So, so that's a okay. I got a funny story for that one too. Okay, so I forgot the exact dates, but before before Black Sin was formed again, we wanted to do like a like me and a couple of the friends that helped with the first protest. We wanted to do like a street mural, and we were on Austin Ave. I we, remember that. Yeah, and we couldn't do that because yeah. didn't it rain or something? It rained. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no, this is this is prior to that though. So we were going to do a street mural, and we were going to use, like, chalk. Like, we were, because, you know, you have, to, you have to get it approved by the city to do paint and stuff like that. So we were just going to do chalk. And we're on Austin Ave. It's, like, midnight or 1 or 2 o'clock, like, at night, and we're doing it. And, like, the security guard pulls up, and he sees, like, um, spray paint, like, uh, chalk. Like, you know, it's, like, it's chalk, but it's spray paint. So he sees that and thinks that we're spray painting the, like, floor uh, or the ground or whatever the street. So he calls like the police and like two or three or four cop cars pull up. Yeah, like this is all like this is uh, like I'm thinking May, May, early June, somewhere off in there. And um like we have like footage and stuff like that. Like, you know, it was all recorded, all that kind of stuff. It was just a crazy night though, because we were just doing chalk and they're kinda like, You can't do this. Like still you can't just do the chalk. And because of that event and because, you know, we already knew Ryan Holt and stuff like that, he I reached out to me and was like, Okay, what if we what if we do something together? And that's how we got in touch with uh, Miss Fiona and Creative Waco and stuff like that. And we were supposed to do, we were really debating like back and forth for a minute about trying to do like an actual paint, like mural. We were like, how can PV have one and Waco not do one? And they're like, oh, well, we've never like done something like that before. But I'm like, but PV has. So whatever PV did to kind of like, like this, this, this copy the steps they did and apply it oh, to Waco. that's always the excuses. We've it, never done anything We've never like done this. I'm like, so like, okay, let's do it. Like, well, like, I hear you saying we've never done it, but what can we do now to do it? And they're like, well, yeah, we can't do it. It takes too much time, all this kind of stuff. And they came up with the idea of doing like a mural across the bridge and it was going to be a part of the Juneteenth parade. And... Me, Vincent, Miss Fiona, I think Kennedy, uh, and then like Taneo was there at some point. I think so, like different people at a different point, like all showed up to try to like do the outline for the the mural the night before. 
and then we're going to be there in the morning to like finish it up and they the asked us to help that morning and then i was looking at the weather like yeah and <laughs> i feel so bad because i was up that night you know helping set up the outline so i knew i was gonna be super tired come get trying to get up there at five to finish it before the parade and i fell asleep like i missed like getting up to get up to do it before a parade but i woke up and i learned it had rain and then i was like I don't feel that bad no more that I was asleep because we couldn't have did it. Like, everything that we did washed away. So, yeah, we, we were plenty of mural for the Juneteenth parade, and that didn't, that didn't work out. Like, it, it completely did not work. It wasn't meant to be. And that really it really hurt because I was like, that it would have been. Yeah, I was looking forward to that because um, we were helping with the motorcade, yeah. but they did ask us to help that morning with finishing the mural, and I was like, well, it doesn't look like we're going to have the mural. Yeah, because, you know. That did kind of suck. It sucked. It really did suck because we were, it was looking nice. Like, we went back and forth on different ideas, and I think we had settled on, like, um, it was three different words. I know one of them was, like, hope. One of them was, like, um, uh, some, I can't remember. Like, it, it, it was different messages in, like, from the left side of the bridge to the right side of the bridge. It was going to be, like, kind of the progression. Like, um, you know, here's the ugly truth, like, the reality that we're facing, all the stuff that people don't want to talk about. And then here's kind of the middle, you know, kind of the stuff that you can do to change, you know, vote, you know, vote in right. the right people, you know, that kind of stuff. And then the end result at the other side of the bridge was going to be the peace and the unity and everybody holding hands and everybody being together. It was a really, like, like cool idea. And it's something that's not, like, dead. You know, we can always, like, you know, resurrect it and redo it. It just would have been really perfect if it would have timed in with exactly. the Juneteenth Parade. It just, it just sucked. The they, weather. Yeah. They had drones that they were going to set up to, you know, do it and everything. But... Yeah, I remember the Juneteenth um, parade. And then in July, um, did y'all do anything else in June? Um, we had a park cleanup. So we actually got to do our park cleanup cool. the same day as the Juneteenth <laughs> parade. So we were like drained. Yeah, had a lot to do. That <laughs> we were day. like, okay, yeah. our feet hurt. <laughs> but it was very um, rewarding. I think just being able to service a neighborhood that most of us grew up in mm -hmm. or grew up around. Um, that was big for us because we had been wanting to adopt a park and we looked at the list of what was available and that was the perfect park. It's in the perfect spot, yeah. um, right in the heart of what created us. So yeah. it was really rewarding and we had uh, more people come out than we anticipated. I was like, oh, I didn't know people really, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah, paid attention to what we're posting. So it was cool. Um, I think that's all we did in June. And then, of course, like I said, Change Wake, I was born. Um, July, I don't really think we did anything in July. Did y'all do anything? We did something in July. Um, we did the, I think the first protest at the polls was in July, if I'm not mistaken. Time has just flown by, so it's kind of hard to remember. The primaries were in July, weren't they? Oh, yeah, they were. Yeah, yeah. we did. We did the first protest at the polls. With the uh, 94.5, they had reached out to us. And that was a quick, like, turnaround event, just, like, the very first, like, protest. And, yeah, that was – um, it wasn't, like – it wasn't fully, like – I don't really know what I wanted like, – what I expected from that event. Like, you know, at the end of the day, I settled on, okay, we were supposed to try to – we were getting people to go out and vote, basically. Try to, right. Trying to get people to go out and vote for the primaries. But it was, like, 29 other locations in Waco that people couldn't went to go vote at. So it was, like, you know, just kind of, like, I was, like, yeah. okay, yeah, it's, like, you know, you know, I don't – you know, it was a nice event, and that's technically that was that was not even technically that was Black Sense like first event because we we weren't you know fully there. We weren't fully there by um 
you know, the, the other second protest uh, that Izzy helped do, you know, the protest of the pros was our, like, first event. Um, I don't think we did anything in August. Yeah, because then COVID spiked again. Yeah. We all had to. It's just been an <laughs> interesting journey for all of us trying to work around COVID. I think that's been the biggest thing with us doing the events that we want to do is there's always some type of restriction. Yeah. Like we were supposed to do the back to school event in August, but we didn't feel like it was safe because there was so much going on and so much uncertainty once again. Yeah. Um, we tried to do a second protest of the polls like here recently before the before the election, and they told us that we couldn't do a um, a parade. We can. They told us that we couldn't do a parade. But then, like, the Trump rally happened, like, a few days later. Like, you know, I was like, oh, it was so crazy. Like, they're all on the street with it. Like, you know, it was just crazy. I don't know. You know, I don't know. Yeah, you know. We just got to. <laughs> Bro, charge us to the game. And, like, keep it moving. Exactly. You can't be upset about it. <laughs> no, you like, can't. Oh, well, you okay. Can't. It is what it is. Oh, yeah. But, yes. Um, And then I think we've all been pretty quiet working behind the scenes. Yeah. Of course, we've kept up with um the podcast but yeah. we've all been behind the scenes doing work so if you guys are not seeing this it does not mean that we're not working mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just kind of trying to figure things out figure figure out how to best service uh the community um in the healthiest manner is yeah. what we've been trying to doing uh trying to do um we've been trying to just how to look at look into different policies and laws and stuff that we can yeah go change waco is still going we we're just super low key right now because we're in a research stage yeah. um we have a <laughs> we have a lot going on um and we're in kind of a waiting period for some things but our biggest thing is um research yeah. because with us wanting to um help change policy and stuff in order for us to do so we have to do our research so that we're effective and not just making noise because we want to make noise but we are all still active um the new black collective actually has an event coming up um next week we have our annual coat drive let me get y'all the address for that (laughs) um but our coat drive is geared to service um the underserved community um our biggest thing is no one should be cold for winter. Yeah. Um, we see a lot of people, especially with working. I worked in communities and schools, and I've worked at daycares. And a lot of times I've seen children um, be at school in the wintertime with no type of cold or jacket or anything. And I always wonder, like, cold outside, how does that, right? Yeah. Like, how is that okay? And then we all know that um, homelessness is very, very, very prevalent. Yeah. Um, in Waco and everywhere else, but we can only do what we can do right here in Waco. So um, we're accepting code donations at Greater Zion Missionary Baptist Church. That is located at 2625 South 18th Street. You guys can um, drop off codes, hand sanitizers, and disinfectant wipes, things of those sorts, on Wednesday evenings from 7 to 8 p.m. and on Sundays from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. Um we're just trying to get as many people serviced as we can. Um, you'll see some familiar faces. This is going to be a drive through event. So the event will actually be um, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. So it'll be November 28th from 2 to 4 p.m. at Indian Spring Middle School. It will be in the parking lot so that we can um, 
service everybody in a healthy manner. Um, and this is the passing out of the coats, or this is like the taking in, like, in the so the, the passing out of the coats is going to be November 28th. Okay, okay. Um, but the drop off, you can drop off on Wednesday, Wednesday Sunday, yeah. whatever, um, at Greater Zion yeah. and meet us if you need to cope. If you know somebody that needs to cope, meet us on the 28th at any spring middle school from 2 to 4 p.m. Um, we're here to service you guys in whatever capacity that we are able to. Um, and we are a nonprofit, so we are relying on, you know, donations and things of those sort. Um, but yeah, we are uh, also having a park cleanup on the 27th. I almost forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> we have a park cleanup on, uh, November the 27th. Um, I believe it's at 10 a.m. Um, come out to that it's at the oscar duke and jay park you can follow us on instagram on facebook twitter the new black collective um all of our events are on our facebook page and we have all of the information for our sign up things like that um all on that page so or go to our website www.newblackcollective.org to get all of the, the information about these upcoming events um i don't think that we have anything other than that plan mm-hmm. for this year um if we do you guys will be the first to know does black Sun have anything coming up no um no we don't i think we all agreed that we're gonna do we can help y'all out you know okay the, 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 yeah not, I, I definitely want to do the park cleanup and i gotta make sure everybody knows about the um the code drive the i'll send drive. it to you i knew about like the i feel like the that's why i asked you about the passing out cause i knew about that but i didn't know about the dates to just like drop off stuff so yeah um but yeah no we were like yeah we'll just you know kind of wait out the rest of the year and kind yeah. of playing out y'all um, kind of see the same faces at some events anyway um because yeah. typically like jeremy will come help us jeremy and darius will come to the park cleanups and if we're able to go if we're in town we'll go to help them with their stuff so yeah, y'all pretty much see all of us working together, but that's what it's about, teamwork. Um, we do have different organizations, and they do serve different purposes, but our main goal is to service the community. So you guys nice. will see us at each other's events <laughs> pretty often. Yeah. Well, you have anything else? I, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> this year kind of flew by. Um, yeah. This is not our last episode. At all. Um, we will have a year-end episode, hopefully, um, we can have some amazing guests. Yeah. Um, so stay tuned for that. Stay safe because COVID is on the rise again. I think that we hit one million yeah, in Texas. Texas was the first state <laughs> yeah. million, like. So Texas has been very active. <laughs> that is the word for it. So you guys, you know, it's flu season as well, so please stay safe. Um, it's also holiday season, so spend as much time as you can. Um, with your family if you're able to we know that this year is a little bit different but do what you can to be around the people that you love if you're able to if not zoom is always an option see their faces tell them that you love them because life is short yeah um, yeah i ain't got nothing else either thank <laughs> you yeah all right so as always uh stories of the streets is now streaming on apple Podcasts and spotify and we can be found on instagram as stories of the streets this has been rogue media network podcast